0: Yes brother, good morning, good afternoon. This recording is just for you. This are private for saying thank you as a subscriber. So as you know, on these recordings we take a bit of a deeper dive into a particular topic all related with erection problems, sexual performance anxiety, uh, anxiety in general and that's exactly what we're doing today. What I'd like to share with you is the five steps that I have noticed that lead to anxiety and what goes on in that moment. Now this has come from um, mainly a lot of mindset work and working with experts that I've done over the last three years. This is really a combination of everything uh, and distilling through all of the, the noise, all of the information, the video and just simplifying it down into these five steps. This is actually the first time that I've shared this. I haven't shared it anywhere else. So. You're hearing this, you're the first to be hearing this, and I would say two of the main influencers on this, who you may or may not know, but Tony Robbins and Annie Lala. so both of them are successful um, mindset coaches, relationship love coaches in their field, and they've really helped me to understand I've worked with both of them personally, and they've helped me to understand this on a, on a much deeper level. and then also books that I have read. Um, including people like Gabor Mate, uh, books from psychologists and doctors. So that's helped me to put together these five simple steps. And why it's important to understand this is because if you are experiencing either erection problems that shows up as some form of anxiety, you know, whether it's thoughts like what if I can't get hard, or what if I can't stay hard, what if I can't climax. And then that's leading to doing things like avoiding initiating sex with your partner. And over time, you've noticed that this is create, is creating a void. It's creating a distance, losing connection with your partner. So it's important that we understand these steps because by doing that, it brings more awareness, more consciousness to what's actually going on. And then therefore, we can do something about it. So... The alternative really is just to stay in experiencing the problem and that's it, right? We really have two differences here, whether we understand the steps and what's going on and we're shining a light on it and we can do something about it, or if we just stay in a reactive zone. And what I mean by that is... um, I don't know why this has come into my mind, but imagine it like, you know, the laser quest things where you go into this dark room and you've got this laser gun on. And imagine there's two scenarios. There's one person that goes in there that doesn't understand the layout of the room, doesn't really know how the different things work and therefore is not able to come up with a strategy. They can only react to what is going on in the moment. And then there's the other person who understands the layout of the room, understands the best spots or how specific parts of how things work. Where's the best place to aim? Where's the best place to crouch or hide down? Which person would you put your money on that's going to win the game? The person who has the strategy, right? And that's exactly what this is. So it's having this by understanding what's happening, we get the map. We get the strategy and then we can actually do something about it. Well, actually, let me say we get the map and then we can make a strategy to do something about it. So I'm going to jump straight in with this now and work through each one of these five steps. And this is in a sequence order. So I'll start with what happens first and then we'll go through all the way to what happens last. And this imagine the scenario of uh, not being able to. Get hard for sex, and perhaps i 'm going to have an intimate moment with my partner, and i the thoughts the intrusive thoughts start coming in. What if i can 't so first of all, the first step is a feeling a feeling arises in the body, okay, and this is before we can put any words around it. it may be a feeling of. Heat. it may be a feeling of tingling sensation it may be a fog type feeling a feeling of warmth rising up through the body or tension but whatever it is there is always a feeling that happens first in our body and why is that? well if we think about our bodies and the incredible machines that they are what came first? feelings came first we had to be able to respond to what feelings we had in our body This happened before we even had language, and this is not even just human beings. This is actually all sentient beings, right? There's a feeling that is experienced, and then there is a reaction to that feeling. So the first step is there is a feeling that happens in our body in this kind of situation, and it causes some kind of tension, some kind of uh, sensation that is alerting. It's almost like literally Uh, Alerting our body sending off these like red sirens or whatever it is to say something's going on here Um, There's something to be aware of Okay, so that's the first step the second step is then our physiology So we have a feeling and then our physiology Changes and when I say physiology, I mean body language our body language alters and shifts as a result of the feeling that we experience and So let's say when the thought comes up, what if I can't stay hard? What if I can't get hard for sex is likely that we close. We go into more of a closed body language, whether that is folding our arms or whether that is uh, our head is is down, you know, as if um, some kind of shame feeling. Uh, So imagine that. Imagine the types of things when these thoughts come up how your body language just slightly shifts, right? I'm not even talking about a a huge shift here. We're not saying getting up and walking out of of the room and sitting down in the corner. I'm saying just a slight shift that indicates uh, that that we're withdrawing a bit or we're a bit more closed off or protective. Okay, and these are very subtle, small shifts in our physiology. But what that then does is... Our physiology, when that changes, that triggers chemicals in our body, right? And this is also, this is very closely mixed in with the feeling. So I think sometimes you could even argue that in certain situations, physiology then determines the chemicals which are released, which can determine the feeling. Um, But most of the times when I've traced it back into my mind, it's easier to think the feeling comes first, then we shift our body language. So that's step one and step two. And by the way, whilst we're going through this, if this, this may seem um, in detail. You know, it may seem like quite a lot of information to take in. Uh, what I would recommend is just perhaps listening back to this or even just writing down the five steps. I've intentionally made the words when I was thinking this through as simple as possible so that you can just write down these five steps, which I'll summarize again at the end. But the first two, feeling... And then physiology or body language. But I've intentionally given these simple words so that when we look at it, we can just see, okay, I get these five stages. So the third step is focus. So we have the feeling in our body, our body language or our physiology then shifts, and our focus starts to shift, right? So we start to focus on, usually in this specific scenario we're talking about, what is going wrong or what. Is not going to work or we play out these scenarios of and we can our mind can do this in an instant we play out these scenarios of oh my god if I go to do this if it doesn't work they're going to reject me they're not going to love me anymore they're going to leave I'm going to be on my own for the rest of my life I'm not going to have a family I'm going to be poor I'm going to be living on the street we literally do that within seconds in our mind So our focus starts to shift onto what is wrong or what is about to possibly, what could go possibly wrong. So that's our focus. Okay, so step one, feeling, step two, physiology of body language, step three, that then shifts our focus. Then what happens after that? We're on step four already, is language. We put language, we put a story around this. And we can either call this language or meaning this step. But we create some kind of meaning, some kind of story around everything that has just happened in the steps before. So the feeling, the physiology, the focus, it all then leads to this point of us creating a story. And you can imagine in this specific scenario we're talking about, the story in my mind is I'm not going to be able to get hard. I am going to lose my erection. What if I can't stay hard? What if I can't climax? What if I don't get this right? If I don't get this right, then it means I'm not perfect. It means that we're going to lose connection. It means that I'm not going to be loved. It means that you're going to leave me. It means that you'll think something is wrong. It means that I can't handle this and I don't know what to do. So all of that, I just want you to see all of that is words, right? All of that is a story that I have created. It's a meaning That I am given this in my mind because of where my focus has shifted to. So wherever our focus is, the natural next step for us is to ask ourselves, what does this mean? And we create a story. There's always a story available to us. And usually when we have these kind of feelings, we come up with a negative one. Uh, Because we're trying to protect ourselves, right? The human Body, and this is often something I speak about with clients, is we optimize for safety. We don't optimize for happiness or intimacy, right? We optimize for safety. And what that means is we're usually scanning for what are all the potential threats? What are the things that could go wrong? And I will focus on that because our body naturally will try and protect itself. So that's why we usually create a negative meaning or a negative story. So just to recap on the first four steps. First one is feeling. A feeling comes up in our body. Second step, physiology or body language. Our body language changes as a result of the feeling, these subtle changes. Third step, our focus then goes on to a particular thing. Um, Fourth step, the language then is created. A story is then created. A meaning is given. And the fifth step, simple one here, an action. An action is then taken. We make a choice, we decide to do a particular thing. So, in the example we're talking about, what might the action be? Well, the action may be I am not going to initiate because I want to avoid the fear, I want to avoid this embarrassment happening. The action could be I stop, all right, that I have all of these uh, intrusive thoughts and I can't. I can't stay hard anymore and I stop having intimacy or stop having uh, sex because sex is different from intimacy, but that's a different is part of it. But this is a different topic. (laughs) I stop having sex or I stop doing the thing, whatever it is, you know, but there is an action that is taken that we take in that moment. And that is our choice. That's when we make a decision and actually do something. So we make a decision based on the information that we have presented ourselves with and then we do something about it. So just to recap on those five steps. First one is feeling. Second one, physiology, body language. Third one, our focus. Fourth one, we then create a meaning or a story around it. And fifth one, we take an action. We make a choice, we make a decision. So what to do now? Well. We're through the bulk of that information, which you may be glad to hear. (laughs) But what I would like you to do is to make a note of those five steps. Feeling, physiology, focus, meaning, action. And I would like you to just reflect on, take a couple of minutes to reflect on when you have had moments, when you thought, "Um, what if I can't get hard? What if I can't stay hard? Or take it out to a different scenario what if you have, um, when you've experienced some form of anxiety in any kind of particular situation, could be a job interview, it could be a marriage proposal, it could be um, a, a walking down the street and you felt in a, a bad situation, a dangerous situation. So I'd like you to just reflect on one or two situations where you've had that feeling of anxiety and I'd like you to just walk through these steps and see if you if they match basically with the experience that you've had and that is it so it's time to actually go and do this it's time to write down those five steps and then to come up in your mind remember a couple of experiences ideally to do with erection problems and to just check in with each one of those steps and to see if it's true and that's it so by doing this we start to shed more light on it and it shifts away from remember we were saying about the laser uh, shooting it shifts away from reaction to actually seeing it as oh it's another one of those situations where I go through these five steps and when we're in that position it means that we are able to do something about it right we can interject and use tools and strategies at an earlier point and guidance to be able to then do something about it. Okay, so that's it for today. If you're interested in working directly with me and getting the tools and the strategies to intervene at an earlier point and do something about it, then you can either reply directly to the newsletter or my email is shea dorancom and we, let's set up a 30-minute strategy call and I'll share some tools with you that you can go and use straight away and just to see how they work. Okay, have a great rest of the week.